What's up, good people? Thank you for taking the time and listening to the M-W Tactical Podcast. Please, go visit the M-W Tactical store at www.m-wtactical.com forward slash store and help support our efforts by purchasing a shirt or two. If you haven't done so, go follow us on Instagram and Facebook by searching for M-W Tactical. All right, what's up, good people? Welcome to another show of the M-W Tactical Podcast. And, of course, I got my main man, the mad scientist, Dave, doing co-host duties. How's it going, Dave? It's going all right, man. I appreciate you having me back. Hey, that's it right there. Like I said, I enjoy talking to you, man. So, you know, you got to keep the fun going. Well, I guess I didn't do a completely horrible job last time. So hey. I appreciate it. Okay, so since since you didn't do such a horrible job last time, here's how we're going to do this. At the end of this show, um, it's normally when we do another interview with somebody else, and we're going to do the interview with you at the end of this show. Okay. Yeah, so we're going to get double the pleasure of the mad scientist. All right. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Um, And also, you know, of course, during the show, we're going to do a little bit of word on the streets, um, get a little bit of information that's going on in the um, local area. And if anybody out there is listening, if you want me to put out information going on in your area, just email me at info at m-wtactical.com or just go to the website, hit the contact page and send me what you want me to put out, whatever's going on in your area. I will do it for you so we can get the word out and um, get the shooting sport to be fun for everybody and, and, you know, get the masses to multiply. Yeah, I think it's more fun when more people shoot anyway. Definitely, man. I'm always trying to get more people out. Come to the matches. Come shoot. Come have a good time. Oh, yeah. So, um, but, you know, today is my birthday. Oh, I didn't know that. Happy birthday. Thank thank you. Today is my birthday. So anybody want to do anything for my birthday, I will say go to GoFundMe.com forward slash LEO training and donate whatever you want to give. I don't care if it's $3. You know, a dollar fifty, five dollars, it doesn't matter. Donate what you can give um so we can get some officers into training. March first, I'm gonna go ahead and stop the LEO um campaign because right now I'm working on a movie um for myself called um Journey to A Class, but at the same time, I think that'll be too much on my plate to wiggle that and the movie and you know, other shooting stuff and the podcast. So, you know, I had um, the GoFundMe campaign going on for a couple years now. So I'm going to go ahead and um, put that to rest for a little bit and then come back to it um, probably next year sometime or something. Come up with a new idea to revamp it a little bit. Good. How how many officers did you get uh, involved in it with with your campaign? I know at Uh, least least uh, one. It's two altogether. Yeah. So last year when I first started it, um, my goal was to get three officers in, but just like anything else, um, when issues happened around the world um, and people started asking for donations, crowd, crowdfunding, the money went to them. And I didn't um, really promote it after that, you know, because um, I was like, that's a little bit more important than my campaign. Sure. So um, we got one officer in last year. And then this year, um, right now, we currently have. saved up and I want to get $4,000 so I can put four officers through. Nice. Yeah. So, but right now, um, we got the one officer in and her name is officer Hughes of Richland County, you know, so she's actually signed up, paid for at the gym and she's doing it. Very nice, man. It could be life-saving training, man. That's awesome that you're that you're able to do that for anyone. Yeah, like I said, it's um, I enjoy jujitsu and um, just doing jujitsu it changed my life. It wasn't anything that's like, oh, I'm a superhero now, (laughs) you know. But it changed my life because I'm not the type of guy to go to the gym and lift weights, but I would go to the gym, play basketball, volleyball you know, something like that. But I just never could get myself to lift weights because even in high school when I was on the basketball team, um, I did not lift weights. I just sat there and I joked around. It's, <laughs> it's pretty boring thing. That it's, I don't know. 
it's not like a fun thing to do, like playing basketball or yeah, something I else. Know. I don't well, you know. I go for people it. enjoy it, I guess, but I don't know. Yeah, some some people get it, but it's like I tried it one time and I stuck with it for maybe two or three weeks after that. I was like, this isn't for me. No. <laughs> you know. So I like, yeah, I can conquer other things in life. Yep. So um what's going on with you, Dave? With me right now, I'm uh, I'm actually in Florida. It's kind of a uh, spontaneous uh, trip to a level two match in uh, Gainesville, Florida. The GTR Swamp Challenge, I think it's called. Yeah. Uh, level two USPSA match. Uh, we're shooting tomorrow afternoon, Saturday afternoon, and Sunday morning. Ten stages. Um, I think it's a relatively new level two match. They're trying to get uh, to get you know, off the ground a little more. So it's, it's pretty cheap right now, $65 for 10 stages. Um, the stages look great. Looks like it, you know, they're, they're definitely level two quality USPSA stages. Looks like it's going to be a lot of fun tomorrow. And like I said, I wish I would have been there You're because be. yeah, I was supposed to be. And I came across the match late um, I sat there and I talked to our buddy Wally and Bruce and had it all planned out. I'm, I'm gonna come down there. I'm gonna do it. First level two match of the year. The classifier haunted me, <laughs> but we're gonna talk about that here in a little bit. But uh, like I said, it, it deterred my plans, but it didn't cancel Christmas. That's, That's all right. I can say. Yeah, it's, it's only the first one. Yeah, yeah. It's, there's plenty of more, but. Um, like I said earlier in private conversation um, between you and I, I want to knock out between four and six level two matches this year. You know, so I think between four and six, that's a healthy number. Whereas yeah. you can actually see your progression from everything you're doing with the local matches and then going to a level two match. So you can actually gauge um, with the various competitions going into a level two match because the stage is going to be a lot more technical than they will at a level one match. Sure, especially if you try to uh, like stagger them out like every other month or something. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, that, that's a great goal. It'd be a lot of fun. Yeah, so I'm going to try to tackle it and see where we are with it. <laughs> so I, I enjoy the level two matches because I don't have to set them up. I don't... Um... <laughs> <laughs> I just I just show up and shoot, and sometimes I don't even have to paste. Those are great, like South Carolina State, North Carolina State. Hey, I, I enjoyed that <laughs> at um, South Carolina when we did that one last year. Yeah, but I turned around and I was like staff, and then I ended up pasting for everybody, so I got the best of both worlds. Oh, okay, yeah. <laughs> no complaints. I had fun. No, you know, met met a lot of interesting people. And um, that's something I cherish. So um, I think I'm going to do it again this year. Yeah. Oh, I'm looking forward to it this year. Yeah. But um, I, I did want to talk about the last match. Well, the last two matches for me, but the last match we shot together in um, Pontucky and Augusta. Pontucky. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, it was five stages, had a classifier stage. I shot limited, you shot open. And of course, just like every time I try to chase you by me being limited and it probably only I probably only hang with you for what maybe a stage or two before you run away from me. Well, after after you get warmed up, it's like a different beast. We're in different divisions. It's not. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, I mean I get it. It's it's fun to just chase everyone, but yeah, they're different. They're different divisions. Yeah. So in Pontucky, you know, overall I shot fifty five percent that day. But in the limited division, um, overall, meaning, you know, all the divisions combined, I did 55%. And then um, in the limited division, I did 65%. So I thought that was pretty good. That, that was a little, yeah. yeah. That was a little bump for me right there by at least um, 4% from my last match. Okay. Um, I felt good going into the match that day. Um, I had a lot on my mind, personal stuff on my mind. But – I didn't allow it to get to me, you know, so I was just, I was just mainly focused on shooting that day. The way we had it set up in the squad was whoever was 
at the bottom, they did more ROing, and then the rotation, it came around. So pretty much after I shot like two stages, I just grabbed the clock, you know, and ran it like that. So it wasn't like I didn't have time to prepare, um, but I didn't walk the stages because I was late getting there, you know, for whatever reason, I was thinking of a different range, uh, CSRA. But I had to go to Pontucky, so <laughs> when I showed up, I do that. I do that sometimes myself. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I showed up, and then I had uh, just enough time to go pay, but I didn't have enough time to um, to walk the stages. Yeah, that 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 makes for a tough match if you yeah. you don't well, know what you're walking into. It, it was pretty fun because none of those stages I was the first one. I think the first stage I was like the third or fourth shooter. And then after that, you know, I kept getting pushed down because, you know, we rotate, you know, the bottom guy comes up front and, you know, you just get bumped down. Yeah. But um, overall, you know, like I said, the 55%, I came in 10th out of 44 people altogether. And in the limited division, I came in fourth out of 16. And then C-class, I took first out of the four. That was in C-class. So I, f I felt pretty good about it. And um. Yeah, so it, it it was something like I was patting myself on the back, but I, after the match, I think I went back into the, the mental state of thinking more about the personal issues that I was dealing with. Well, being able to put those personal issues aside at the match is, is a huge deal. Um, you know, once you know how to shoot a gun, a lot of what we do is, is mental Right. It's a mental challenge, and if you have anything distracting you, it's just it's gonna, you know, make it even harder for you to, to compete, you know, at your at your level, your current level, right? So that's that's saying a lot, just being able to do that. Um, I think that comes from a lot of um, the training I had in the military. Also, like we was pretty much taught how to turn it off and turn it on. You know what I'm saying? So that's the only thing I can really relate to because. Really, that's the only real job I ever had in life. <laughs> that's an important job you had. Yeah, yeah. So the second match, um, which me and you was talking about offline, was the classifier match in Charleston, South Carolina. So that, well, the classifier match that was in Pontucky, I didn't do as good on that one. So that one pushed me back to 58%. From the 59, I was only half a percent away from B class, right? So, yeah, I remember you telling me that. Yeah, then went down to Charleston, South Carolina, did a six stage classifier match, and um, how'd it go? Oh, my goodness. Oof. Well, three of the six stages counted for me, but they didn't count for me how I needed them to, right? So, I needed at least one stage to be 65%. And that one would have bumped me up to B class. All right. So, of course, if that would have been the first one, I would have just went zero hero for the rest. <laughs> of it. Just gone home. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Right. You know, I'm leaving now. <laughs> you know, but um, the ones that counted for me was like the last three, you know, and I pretty much got like 46% on one, 50 on another one and another 41 on some on the other one like 42 or 43 not what you're hoping for not what i was wanting but like i said it pushed me back to 53 percent. so now the way i'm looking at it is okay i can still get that b class within the next three matches that i do you know and um even though there's a classifier match coming up in belton i think i'm going to overstep that one and just stick to the classifier matches. Focus more on the matches so I can prepare for the um, level two matches. Yeah. And then um, set my goals off of that, you know. That's, um, uh, man, I don't know. I, I totally understand the, the classifier matches and wanting to, uh, you know, increase your, increase your classification for sure. But that used to weigh on me so much mentally it uh it was a strain uh you prepare or i did anyway i felt like i prepared so or spent so much time trying to prepare 
for classifier stages. <clears throat> and then I get to the match and I just don't perform like a, you know, I felt like I should. And it was just kind of demoralizing. <laughs> and <laughs> I don't know. It's a, yeah. I enjoy shooting so much. I just, I didn't like feeling that way, leaving a, a match. Um, that's yeah. really what I wanted out of it. Well, you know, for me, it was more like, um, I look at it like jujitsu, you know, like I know I'm at a certain level or I feel like I'm at a certain level, but I don't feel nobody else is looking at me at that level until I get to that level, if that makes sense. You know, so like yeah, when I was, you're right. Nobody else is, nobody really else really cares. Nobody yeah, cares. Nobody about you. Care. Yeah. It's just more like, okay, if this D class shooter comes in and blow everybody out, like, hold on, what, what, what just happened here? Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know? Someone might pay attention to you then, but yeah, exactly. <laughs> Everybody's there doing their own thing. Yeah. So it is what it is. Like I said, I'm, I'm having fun in the process, but um, new year, new goals and just stepping up and doing it like that, you know? So um, now all the pressure's on you because you're in Florida and you got to bring home the trophy um, for um, the open division. I'm going to do my best. Hey, that's it. I think you got it, man. I think you got it. See, there's a couple GMs here, but I beat them before. So, Oh, yeah. So now what you got to do is um, go ahead and try to get that GM card while you're there. Might take a little bit more than, than just tomorrow, but <laughs> <laughs> I might go for it. I'm, I might as well try, just try to do it. I, I got, actually, I got scared. I got nervous about it last year. I got really close. Um, I got a 92% and I got nervous. I'm like, oh, crap. <laughs> I'm almost, oh. You know, I'll only need three more percent to make GM. And I, I just didn't feel like I was ready. Um, I spent a lot of time last year, you know, working on, on, on match skills and, and, you know, there's still a lot of stuff to work on, but I feel a lot more confident and, um, feel like I'm ready at least compete. Well, you know, Tom said that same thing that, um, when he made grandmaster and PCC, he yeah. said he felt like he wasn't ready for it, but the way it set in his mind was. If he made GM, but he wasn't ready for it, he would just keep working because his skill would catch up to that level, you know, versus yeah, the yeah. other way around. So it's, um, yeah, I don't know. It's, uh, it's a big <laughs> deal, man. It's a big deal. Grandmaster, USPSA. Yeah. Like now, when you make Grandmaster, do everybody expect you to go take everybody out to lunch or get steaks or something like that? I thought we just got like Ferraris and, <laughs> free everything i don't know well i'm still waiting on the pinto ain't that what they oh, get in oh, d class no <laughs> <laughs> all right so anything else you want to share with um the good people uh we're gonna start the uh csra shooters matches again uh start up a, again this month uh fourth saturday of every month we we skip December. It was around the holidays, but uh, come come check us out. Come shoot with us in Augusta uh, for Saturday. Oh, man. That makes it nice to hear because I honestly thought when you closed it down, I thought it was for December and January, but it was just for December. So. Just December. Yeah, it was uh, the fourth Saturday. It was right around Christmas and, and New Year's and all that. I just didn't, didn't want to mess with that. I needed a break, too. Yeah. You set up a match in December. It'd be like three people out there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what it is. So fourth Saturday, so we good. We're back on track with it. So that's what it is. We've got some we've got some new stuff planned, some new stuff I'm gonna try out uh prop wise and, and target wise and we'll see. We'll see how it goes. Try to do a little more with it this year. That's it. I like how that sounds. All right, so let's go ahead and move in to the rest of the show and um put out some word on the street so everybody can hear it and then jump into the interview with you and me. Hey, this is Brian Conley at Hunter's HD Gold. If you've never tried Hunter's HD Gold, then I challenge you to find me at a match next year. Go to the website under scheduled events, find out where I'm gonna be, come meet me in person and demo a pair for yourself. 
find out why shooters across the United States are changing the Hunter's HD Gold to get 43% more light to their eyes, better contrast, eyes that are not fatigued at the end of the day based on the, the colors that we use, and find out the real meaning of why they change so you don't have to. So check us out on our website, huntershdgold.com, and I look forward to seeing you at the range soon. Hello everyone, this is Michael Woodland from m-wtactical.com and co-host of the Black Man with a Gun podcast. We are reaching out to ask everyone that is in earshot to help us raise money to put four law enforcement officers in jiu-jitsu training for a year. We are looking to raise the money two ways. First, if you live in the state of South Carolina and want to get your concealed weapons permit, the instructor fee will go towards the campaign. The second way is you can donate $50 to gofundme.com forward slash leo training the goal is to raise four thousand dollars again we are looking to get 80 people to help contribute fifty dollars to put four law enforcement officers through jiu-jitsu training for a year this act will be presented in the name of the 2a community now we're going to go ahead and jump into a little bit of Word on the 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 We encourage everyone to go out and do some training with your firearm and just get familiar with and what you feel you need to work on to get better with it. For those of us who are in the competition shooting, please share the information of your club or the shooting event in your area so we can share the message. This weekend, if you are in the South Carolina area, Registration is open for those who are interested in doing some USPSA action in Columbia, South Carolina at Mid-Carolina Rifle Club. Sign up on Practice Score and look up MCRC for the match while space is still available. If you would like for me and the crew to come out and shoot a USPSA match with you, email us at info at m-wtactical.com and let's plan it out. The match director for Battle at the Beach taking place in Tabor City, North Carolina, just spoke to us and stated that there is currently 261 registered people for the match. 66 people already signed up to be staff workers, and they're going to keep accepting those who are willing to work in the staff position until they get 75 people. So if you're looking to work on the staff for Battle at the Beach, please Contact Mike Fritz by visiting www.lowcountryuspsa.com and they'll point you in the right direction of what you have to do. For Battle at the Beach, their current sponsors are Red Hill Tactical, Red Stitch Targets, The Blue Bullets, Akai Custom Firearms, Hunter's HD Gold, who is sponsoring two stages for Battle at the Beach, Outdoor Dynamics, Lucky Shot Firearms, Dunham Smithing, and the Law Offices of McLeod Ruffner. Stage designs are underway and will be submitted to USPSA for approval within the next week and will start being released by the end of January. Visit www.lowcountryuspsa.com for more information. Are you looking to contribute to a worthy cause that pays it forward? Visit GoFundMe.com forward slash LEO training and help us raise money to put some law enforcement officers into jiu-jitsu training for a year at no cost to them or the department. Thanks to the contributions already given, we raised $1,500 of the $4,000 total. For 2020, we are asking everyone to help us raise the remaining funds by 1 March so we can get the officers in training. Again, visit GoFundMe.com forward slash LEO training and donate to our campaign. Everyone who donates will get recognized on social media. But if you donate $50 or more, you will get a video shout out personally thanking you. Visit GoFundMe.com forward slash LEO training. Kevin Dixie is hosting his second annual Teach and Learn event. It's a three-day event taking place on Memorial Day weekend, 22 through 24 May in Lettington, Missouri, for those who are looking to become involved in the shooting industry in some way. 
For those interested, you can sign up by going to eventbrite.com and searching for NOC Second Annual Train and Learn Event. We are bringing Steve Anderson from theandersonshooting.com to Columbia, South Carolina, 9 through 10 April. The class will take place on a Thursday and Friday. Then that Saturday, 11 April, there is a USPSA match at the same range. By taking this class and doing the match, you can get coached by Steve Anderson himself. For those wanting to sign up for this class, head on over to the M-W Tactical Facebook page and click on Events or click on the link in the description. Or just go to the M-W Tactical Instagram page and click on the link in the bio that will direct you to registration. There are limited slots for this class and they are going fast. As of today, 7 January, there are only four slots left. The Gun Cleaners. Our solvent is, I think, second to none. Our lube is second to none. Their lube's heavier than water, which is just a huge thing. People don't really put a lot of thought into that, just how huge that is to have on your gun, especially if you can still carry. The Gun Cleaners. Oh, yeah, most definitely. You know, you're going to sweat a lot of the other lubes off. With ours, it'll stay there. The Gun Cleaners. And maintaining the quality of the process, the quality of the end result, is another, and you guys are able to do both with the process that you have there. Order your supply of the lube and the solvent at www.theguncleaners.com. Hey, this is Brian Conley at Hunter's HD Gold. If you've never tried Hunter's HD Gold, then I challenge you to find me at a match next year. Go to the website under scheduled events, find out where I'm gonna be, come meet me in person and demo a pair for yourself. Find out why shooters across the United States are changing to Hunter's HD Gold to get 43% more light to their eyes, better contrast, eyes that are not fatigued at the end of the day based on the, the colors that we use, and find out the real meaning of why they change so you don't have to. So check us out on our website, huntershdgold.com, and I look forward to seeing you at the range soon. This week, we're going to have a discussion with Dave Lau Jr. from CSRA Shooters in Augusta, Georgia. If you listen to the podcast regularly, then you know Dave is a competition shooter and a match director. But the bottom line is his passion for the sport and firearms. Check out this conversation with Dave. All right, good people. We're back with the M-W Tactical Podcast, and today... I have the mad scientist with me again, but this time he's not doing co-host duties. He's in the hot seat. So he is actually getting interviewed today. How's it going for you, Dave? It's going all right. I'm in the hot seat. Hey, that's it right there. I guess so. I'll figure can, it out. I can actually <laughs> say this, though. Um, regardless if you're in the hot seat or not, you are still one of the favorite people I like to talk to when it comes to competition shooting and guns in general. Well, Thank you, Mike. I enjoy talking to you too, man. Hey, that's what it is right there. So now we can go get some tacos after all this is said and done. Yep. <laughs> all right, so let me um ask you this so everybody can know about the mad scientists, okay? Because there's a lot of times when I know we're going to be at the same match that I actually be like, wherever I sign up at, I'd be like, man, I hope Dave jump on my squad. So let me yeah. ask you, yeah. how did you get started in shooting? Um, I guess, it, uh, shooting just in general, I, um, grew up in the South, man. Um, I've been shooting since I was a kid I, mostly like rifles is kind of what I shot. I did a little bit of shotgun stuff when I was younger hmm. I never really got into, uh, pistols a whole lot until, I was, you know, 21 when you start, you know, legally buying pistols. And, um, I, uh, I kind of, in Columbia, they would go to the indoor range shooters uh, in Lexington, West Columbia area. And um, I just, I wanted to try all of them. So, <laughs> so I, would, I don't know. I just started shooting handguns and I didn't know what I wanted. I didn't know what I'd like. So I just, I'd, I'd buy one and I'd shoot a few hundred rounds through it and I'd trade it in for something else. And I just wanted to shoot all the guns. So, uh, <laughs> oh, wow. but then I got in, uh, 
I actually remember um, when I, I don't know how old I was, but I remember this when I was a kid. I mean, I was probably like maybe six or seven years old. I, I would go to the grocery store with my mom. And uh, while she was grocery shopping, I would browse the uh, magazine aisles. Right. And um, I, I would always look at the gun magazines. And um, I remember seeing this. I don't, I don't know what magazine it was, but I remember seeing this crazy looking pistol. And it had this giant like magazine hanging off the bottom and this crazy sight on top of it. And it was a super, it looked like a super long barrel. I didn't know what it was, but it looked really cool. And I knew that I wanted to shoot one of those. <laughs> and it, it turned out later, it was a, a CZ Checkmate uh, open division gun. And uh, I, I've never actually shot one of those, but I've, I, you know, I got into uh, competition shooting and now I'm in the open division now. Uh, started in production and uh, USPSA introduced the uh, carry optics division and I got kind of excited about that. I wanted to try a red dot optic on a pistol and um, it's, it's, I'd never shot a red dot on a pistol, but it, it's an inexpensive way to kind of try it out. Hmm. I didn't know if I'd like it. Honestly, when I, when I first put the red dot on there, I thought about taking it off. Like after a couple weeks, I didn't like it. Um, because it was so different from what I was accustomed to. Right. Um, but I stuck with it. I really wanted to give it a try. And um, I, I I ended up really enjoying the red dot and um, got into, I shot probably carry optics for about a, about a year. And then I got tired of the open guys beating me because they got um, scored major power factor. Because right. I was, I started like kind of keeping up with them speed wise but they would always beat me about points because I was shooting minor. So I ended up um, building an, an open gun for myself and um, been, sh been shooting open division for the past couple of years. And it's, it's something I've really, I've wanted to do since I was a kid. I just uh, haven't had the means or, or, you know, it just hadn't worked out until now. Oh, okay. So unlike you, I think I'll be scared of open. Well, it's uh, it's fast and loud and intimidating, so I can understand that. <laughs> well, and, well, when I say scared, I'm saying it more along the lines of I will get into it and I think I will enjoy it too much, you know, whereas like I've already stated, like I will do PCC like probably next year or the year after. I just got to get a PCC rifle. But okay. for me, shooting limited, I won't jump from like limited to go to production and go to single stack or, you know, dabble in carry optics. I will go to carry optics after I get to a certain level with limited, you know, so it could take three, four, five years or however long it takes. I won't pick up another gun for another division in competition until i feel like i mastered or got close enough where i needed to be before i oh do that. I, I got you i got you um yeah i i actually would like to shoot single stack um really but i i i still have more that i want to accomplish in open so so i understand that that mindset right. there i just i like the the 1911 to 2011 platform i love the trigger mm -hmm. um and I don't know. I just, I, 1911s are awesome. <laughs> yeah. And I'll, at some point I'd like to try single stack, but yeah, you know, like you, I'm not like you are with limited. I'm not, I'm not to the point in open where I'm ready to, uh, to give up on that and try anything else yet. Yeah. So like, um, you know, for the STI that I have, the only reason I got that firearm was mainly because of, you know, the power factor from nine to 40 and just watching everybody else shooting. I was like, yo, I, I think I'm a far better shooter than that guy. I need to move up. <laughs> right. So when I got it, and then of course, that's when the conversation started more with everybody, you know, who's a little bit more experienced than I am. And like I said, the journey is fun. The journey is fun. It, yeah, it is. It is definitely fun. Um, and it's, I I have really enjoyed the the people that I've met. Um, mm -hmm. Our 
shooting our competition shooting community is is pretty amazing i was really amazed at when i first started uh you know showing up to a lot of competitions and seeing some of the same people and and you know meeting them and learning more about them and you know making friends with them these people are from all walks of life like i don't i don't know of any other sport or activity where you can have you know doctors and plumbers and whatever everybody from every everywhere is it's we all have something in common that we all enjoy doing and uh I, I enjoy that part of it too in the competition I, I i love that part of it i i don't i i i like the competition but i think it's more of a competition with myself that i enjoy Correct. i never go to a match like wanting to beat anyone mm-hmm. specifically like that's not why i like to shoot why i like the competition i um i i guess i, I do it more for myself i try to push myself to always be better yeah my my thing is goal driven also so like for instance right now my goal is to short-term goal is to push into b class because originally i gave myself the goal of making a class by the end of the year and i said that back in like june but i remember you said that yeah and i did not have any idea of how technical and difficult it is to do certain things within the shooting sport you know, so I was like, wow, I should have narrowed that yeah. vision up a little bit. Yeah. More. <laughs> it's, it's it, yeah, no, I had to, I had to come to that same realization when I started. It's like the more I learned about the sport, mm-hmm. the more I learned that there was much more that I needed to learn. Like, that, I mean, you know, when you first start, anybody can shoot a gun. Exactly. Um, but when you're trying to shoot, at the speed that we shoot and the accuracy that we shoot there's a lot there's a lot that goes into it yeah that's very true so right now my short-term goal is to make b class before the first of january so right now i have two more attempts before the doing it i'm sorry before the first is that what you said correct before the first okay um so i got two more chances to make that happen which will be um pine tucky and then it will be in Charleston, and that's going to be like an all-classifier match. So the last all-classifier match I did, I got disqualified from. So hopefully it don't happen this time. <laughs> no, I hope not, man. <laughs> yeah. All right, so um, also within the sport of competition, you're a match director at CSRA Shooters in Augusta, Georgia. That's so correct. Yeah. how did you – come upon taking on that role uh very reluctantly <laughs> okay break that down <laughs> well at, uh we're we've just finished up our second year as a club uh we're, we're ga31 as our as our club at csra shooters mm-hmm. um the first year we started it as uh just like a small indoor we did uh, indoor matches right. and um, I did the best I could with, with, you know, with what I had, the props I had, we would, uh, we shot four stages actually in one, you know, big bay at the indoor range at shooters of Augusta. And um, it was fun. You know, it was something we were doing on Wednesday, Wednesday afternoons or Wednesday nights and something during the week. We had a, um, an indoor range in Aiken, South Carolina um, that uh, ended up, closing down and, and, and we were all, uh, you know, a group of us were shooting matches there at the, the Aiken range mm-hmm. and, and we ended up losing that facility. And, um, I, I didn't want to give up that, you know, midday shooting experience. It was, it was a lot of fun. I met a lot of great people and I learned a lot about shooting. Um, and so we, uh, started this club uh, with Georgia, Georgia, um, that's where the, the range is located or whatever, but we couldn't do South Carolina, obviously, but, <laughs> but we started that and having fun with it. And then, then, uh, the owners of shooters of Augusta indoor range also own an outdoor range, sharp shooters. And, um, we got, um, into, we, we, we did a couple 
outdoor matches uh, that first year while we were doing the indoor matches just to kind of try it out. Mm-hmm. And, and like I said, you know, we got in this reluctantly because I knew how much work it would take to, to yeah. put on a, a decent match. And, um, you know, I, I like shooting. <laughs> it's not so much that I like match directing, you know, that's something totally different, but I, I do love our community here, our shooting community. And I do love giving back to our community any way I can. Right. And, um, it was, uh, I don't know. It it it's kind of got started on a whim. We lo- we lost a range. We lost a match in a range locally and it just kind of transformed into this outdoor match that we're doing now. Okay. So um I can't say this though. Um it was one day we was at your range, you ready to shoot a USPSA match. Yeah. And I wanted to ask you a question, but I was like, whoa, I never seen Dave look stressed out before. Oh, dude. <laughs> yeah. I... So that, that was the day when I came up to you and I was like, yo, Dave, um, you need help with something? Just let me know. I'll do anything you need. And you was like, uh, I think I'm good right now. I think we good. But if, you know, just check back with me in 10 minutes. <laughs> I never know, man. I never know what's going on. I, I, yeah. You got, you know, we had... Uh, we first few matches that we did at the outdoor range, the couple of had a, kind of a low turnout, but once people got, you know, got the word around and, and started showing up, we, you know, we'd have a couple of them. We had 60, 70 people out there and uh, I'm out there, I, you know, I, people like you were offering to help, but I don't have like any official help that I have lined up, you know, to, to do specific things for me to help the match go so it's it's stressful for sure and then i'm trying to shoot i shoot these matches too so it's there's a lot going on yeah so i had um a conversation with justin a few weeks ago out of um sand hills sand hills shooting sports out of blue golf and one match there he has signed up for the match but he had to pull out because he had to keep running back and forth between different squads for whatever reason so yeah and i think now when he puts together a match unless it's a small turnout that's the only way he'll shoot in it you know it makes it tough for sure um but i got into this because i like shooting and um i'm gonna shoot even if i miss every target out there i'm still gonna pull the trigger so (laughs) (laughs) that's what it is right i just don't expect a whole lot of myself at at my own match um, right because i am running around too um but you know that our you know like our crew around here our shooters they're they're knowledgeable we we have a lot of uh official uspsa range officers and chief range officers in our area right so we have some guys that know what they're doing for sure and and um everybody uh helps out man i i named the club csra shooters because i had this idea that hasn't really worked out entirely yet but my idea was that it would be our club the the csra um in our area uh stands for central savannah river area so it's it kind of encompasses augusta georgia uh, north augusta south carolina aiken south carolina so it's it's a few you know county areas right in here and and i kind of i wanted it to be something that all of us kind of took on together right like it was it's not my club i want it to be everyone's club and and everyone you know put something into it and 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 makes it happen well i can honestly say that i feel welcome every time i come to your club and um well our club let's put it like that yeah (laughs) Um, you're one of us yeah so that was probably the first time with me ever going to a USPSA match that I've really felt welcome, you know? Really? Oh man, that's, that's great to hear. Yeah. And every other time, like when I go to a range to shoot, it will probably take about two or three times because you know how it is when people see you and you're new, people kind of stand offish until they know what you're really about. And um, I've seen that man. Yeah. And you know, for me, I don't go around telling people like, Oh, I do this. I do that. You know, it's just, 
I'll be sitting there talking to somebody. They like, hey, like when we, I had the conversation with Nate, he was like, yo, I had no idea you did X, Y, Z. Yeah. I was like, I ain't like I actually tell people what I do, <laughs> but because <laughs> I don't want that attention when I'm at the ranges, you know, I just want to do what I got to do because I set a goal for myself, you know. But um, yeah, no, I totally understand, and I hate that you um, I'm I'm glad that you feel welcome at our match, but I um, hope that other matches or uh, other match directors are working to uh, oh yeah, it's, you know, it's, do that same thing. Oh yeah, it's it's like I said um. You know, like when you go someplace new, you know, people will still talk to you and help you out, but they kind of give you the eye like, okay, I'm looking at you. Who are you? What you about? You know? And then, you know, when you see somebody all the time, it's like, hey, what's up? How's it going? Hey, yeah, I got today? you. Shoot I got you. you know? So, I mean, I'm, it wasn't nothing negative, negative or anything like that. Okay. I got you. I'm so busy. Like, I don't have time to really look at anyone. So, I'm, <laughs> I welcome everyone. So, I, I love you all. And you just walk around with a cardboard that says hi and keep walking. <laughs> no, man, I love, uh, you're not a new shooter anymore, but I love new shooters. We get a lot of guys, we have the um, uh, army base here. So we get a lot of uh, guys that are interested. Um, you know, they're always transferring in and out, but they're mm -hmm. interested. They hear about sharpshooters and we have matches out there and, and, so I see a lot of new faces that come in from the military base and, and I love it, man. I love, uh, you can tell they're army guys when they come out there and shoot cause they can't hit anything, but they keep coming back, man. And, and I love seeing it. They, uh, I enjoy working with new shooters and, um, I'm, I'm glad that you feel welcome and I, and I hope that, the, uh, you know, some other guys do too. You know, we should do one weekend is, we should go back to, well, I should take you down to the Fort Benning area for the yeah. range. I used to shoot out there at a USPSA match. Um, I'm curious to go back out there because I know they did some upgrades to their range as well. And from what I understand off of just reading the email traffic, the population grew a little bit more. As well. yeah, okay. Yeah. So I've always said the shooting sport is going to get big, just like the UFC did back in the day uh, when the UFC first started nobody was hardly watching it. Then all of a sudden it was like a platform where everybody's watching it now. So everybody tries to do a little bit of it, you know? So I said shooting is in that same fulcrum point. Whereas you have movies like John Wick that actually helps with it. Cause you know, that's like a genuine movie because that movie, he's not going to pull that gun out and shoot 40 rounds and then do a reload. <laughs> You know? what? That's what I do in the open. <laughs> well, you know, you, you have a, what, a 170 millimeter magazine? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I got a 140 with 20 rounds in it. <laughs> it quite holds 40 rounds. Right. <laughs> yeah, so I, I think we should do that one day is um, just yeah, pack I'd up like, and I'd like to check a different out range sure. outside of our area and just document it and, you know, have fun with it. Yeah, man, that sounds like a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah, we can definitely do that. So um, are you a part of any um shooting team sponsored or anyway anything like that um i i'm uh have a, a shop sponsor uh sharpshooters uh sponsors me and helps me out um let me practice out there anytime i want man it's it's great um you know i, I direct the uspsa matches there but they also you know let me have the range at my disposal pretty much and it's um i I started last year since we started doing the outdoor matches. I, I leave a, a few stages set up after the match and um, any members there can come use these, these bays that I leave the, the uh, you know, the props and everything on right. um, for practice. I, I, I like that. I think it's great. You, you know, you don't get the opportunity to do that very often, at least, you know, that I know of around here. Right. Um, I, there's some ranges that have, you know, walls and stuff. Right. Spartanburg, I think, leaves some stuff up, but I think yeah. it's um anyway. It's a, sharpshooters uh, and shooters of Augusta, those guys helped me out tremendously. Buddy, there, the owner, um, he's a great guy. He's he's trying to uh, get some more uh, competitions going on at the range, and I'm I'm doing what I can to help him out. And um, gun butter is um, mm. the the gun lube that is uh beyond all others so you, um, <laughs> all right. so you get more you alphas you use gun butter you shoot more alphas that's all there is to it 
<laughs> All right. So you just said something about gum butter. So I'm going to put you on the spot, right? Uh, okay. Did you use that product that I gave you called the gun cleaners yet? Uh, no. Oh, man. Dude, <laughs> I, 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 I still have me. plans to. I just have not done it yet. Well, I, I just want you to use it one time and just give me your honest feedback. I'm, when I start using it, I'm going to use it a lot. I'm going to use the whole bottle. Hey, well, you don't need much. So you might be using that one bottle for about three, four years. How do I use it? Um, is, there, is there a procedure? All right. So the procedure that I do is um, you only need one squirt in the area. But normally what I do is I do two or three squirts because it doesn't feel right just to do one squirt. But the stuff is that good squirts. that you only need one squirt and spread it around. Let it three sit squirts. for a little what bit. What about three squirts? But yeah, you could do three squirts. Um, <laughs> but like I said, I do two to three myself. Okay. All right. And then once you um, spread it around, then you go ahead and you wipe it up just like regular, you regularly clean a gun. And then you put the solvent on and the solvent is the same way. You don't need much, just a little bit, but because I'm running the STI and competition, I'll do two to three squirts. Go out over oil it, you know, so I won't have like a dry gun by the time I get out there. So it's a two, two part. Yes. Two part cleaning process. system. Okay. Yes. Um, but like I said, just try it out and just I tell will. me what you think. I will. Um, I love it. I love it. So I'm a, I'm a firm believer. I met those guys out at um, SHOT Show. And, you know, like, of course, everybody has a product and they want you to use it and give them feedback. And I sat on that product for maybe about a month and a half, almost two months. And it was one day I was like, eh, I'm just going to try it and see. And it was after a competition and I was sold after that. Well, I would try. I would definitely try it. But I actually, I I'm on the uh, the gun butter shooting team or whatever. Nice. And uh, you know some guys on the team, Taryn Butler? He's on the oh, gun butter team also. There. Yeah. yeah I like <laughs> so I, Well, actually, um, when I talk to Taryn, um, we don't talk about sponsorship or anything like that. It's just, just a natural conversation. Yeah. Every now and then I'll be like, hey, what are you doing? I want to come out and hang out with you. And he'll tell me his schedule. And I'll be like, all right, well, ne maybe next time. <laughs> Yeah, he's a busy dude, I'm sure. Oh yeah, he's very busy. He's very. But busy. I I came across this product actually uh, before any sponsorship or anything like that. But I was I had a problem. I shoot pretty much year round. You know, here in the, here in the south, you, it's it's usually warm enough you can go outside without you know too much trouble and shoot matches. We have matches pretty pretty much year round. Mm -hmm. And I was having a problem with the lubricant I was using in the cold weather when it got down close to like 30 degrees. Right. The lubricant I was using would actually I guess the the viscosity would get to where it was causing malfunctions in my gun. And um so I started trying to find something that you know would help with that. And and this stuff was um uh, designed by a NASA engineer. Um, he was in the lubricants. I don't know all the details of what he did. He's retired now, but um, he was in the lubricants area of NASA and he developed his stuff. He was an Olympic shotgun shooter. And uh, oh, this, wow. this uh, oil maintains the same viscosity down to, man, I don't, I don't want to mess up the numbers. You can go on the website and look at it. He's got it there, but it goes down to like negative 40, and up well above a hundred degrees, it's, it's, you know, it's maintaining the same viscosity. And, um, I started using it and it, it, it's great. It's great stuff. It's really easy to clean up after, you know, after you shoot and want to clean your gun. It's a good product. Well, now I do remember when you, um, when I left you my gun one time and you gave it back and told me you put gun butter on it. And oh, of course, you, you, shot, know, you shot all alphas the next match, didn't you? Oh yeah. It was, it was, I think it was one Charlie in there maybe. Oh, <laughs> <like> <laughs> Um, and when I got it back, you know, like I said, I shot it and when I went to clean it, I was like, yeah, that, that stuff is pretty good. But are you actually saying they use that stuff on the space shuttle or just the guy no, who no, works no. for NASA? Um, he worked for NASA and he, he developed this specifically for his shooting and, oh, okay. I mean, it's a, it's a great lubricant. I mean, he, he kind of markets it towards other stuff now. Right. Um, but there's a. Um, I don't really know all the details of like the military and law enforcement requirements for gun lubricant. They have to go through right. some sort of testing, but um, you know, he, he sells it to the, you know, the military also he's passed through whatever testing requirements they have. And uh, right. um, That's awesome. 
I, I don't know no, anything it's good about stuff. military testing either. I just know I would go to supply and just be like, yo, I need some CLP. Yeah, just give me something. Yeah, <laughs> I don't it. know. Need that cleaning stuff. The stuff works. It doesn't slow my gun down when it gets cold, and it stays in place when it gets hot. It's yeah. good stuff. All right. So, what's next for um, Dave in the shooting world? Next for me, um, I kind of want to try to change up like what I am doing in 2020 from what I did this year. I want to. I actually want to focus a little more on our CSRE shooters matches mm -hmm. and um, try to do a little bit more with those. And I want to try to market the the club a little bit more um, just because I think it's a cool thing. Um, I don't know. I, I, I'm probably not going to shoot as many local, I mean, uh, you know, other local matches as I did in, in 2019. I shot every weekend, I think, this year, except right. for – probably last weekend when I missed the mid Carolina match, but it was my son's birthday. We were hanging out. So I got a good excuse. But I want to focus a little bit more on my, on my training. Like I did when I, when I first started shooting, um, I really enjoyed this year. I really enjoyed shooting matches every weekend. Um, but I, I might try to go for GM this year. I got a, I've got a shot at it. Um, I finished nationals in um, 21st place in open. So in open, I'm ranked number 21 right now. And um, I want to improve on that for next year. Right. And uh, I've got some work to do, but I, but I think I can do it. You know, I'm going to do some more stuff with CSRA shooters. I'm going to do some more work on my own shooting. And um, I don't know, change it up a little bit. That's what it is. Um, so, you know, um, starting the first part of, well, actually starting in January, I'm working on a movie and I'm calling it Journey to A-Class. So I put like a teaser trailer on Instagram and Facebook the other day. And, um, but I'm actually I working. I didn't see on that. It. I didn't know you were doing that. I need to check it out. How did I miss it? I have no idea. <laughs> I've been I want to say it was like, actually it was like Friday or Monday I put it up. But um, okay. I'll, I'll repost it again and um, sort of be at the top of the feed. Um, I'll probably do that tomorrow um, when I'm driving to the match. But um, I'm actually going to put together a video and, like, document my journey in the shooting sport and have a couple people, you know, talk in the video and do some other stuff in the video as well. So it's going to be a short video. If you come train with me, it won't take you long to get to A class. Hey, I'm I'm looking forward to that. <laughs> I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> no, man, I'm, 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 we've been trying to get together a couple of times to do a little bit of training. Just hasn't worked out. But um, yeah. I'm excited about the class you've got scheduled with Steve Anderson. Oh yeah, that's coming up in April. So um, you know, it's like I was talking to a couple people, and you know, a lot of people were saying like they didn't want to drive the distance, like go all the way up to Ohio. Or whenever they see another class, it'll be somewhere like in Arkansas or you know, it's further away for them, you know, whereas if they take that two days off from work, it's not going to hurt them versus a week. And it might go against like their kids vacation at school or something. Yeah, it's tough to, it's yeah. tough. So I was like, okay. And, you know, everybody I spoke with, I was like, I don't want it to be here in the summertime because it's going to be oh, good days and hot at the rain. <laughs> <You know? laughs> so um, I came up with April, talked to Steve. Steve was cool with it. A lot of other people, they was like, okay, April, May timeframe is good. So I went with April because, you know, the spring break and everything yeah. is close yeah. around that time frame. So I'm excited about it as well. So, um, but I just wanted to go ahead and bring it in. So those who actually listen to his podcast, which will be AndersonShooting.com, Steve Anderson show, um, they can actually be a part of what they listening to, you know, if they choose to. So I, uh, been, I actually am one of those guys that started listening to Steve Anderson's podcast a couple of years ago and went back all the way to his first year of podcasting where it was God awful. And, um, <laughs> I, I, you know, I, I worked my way through it and it definitely right. got better. The, the, the longer I listened, yeah. <laughs> Steve has got some, uh, some great insight into, uh, 
USPSA shooting, or not just USPSA, USPSA but shooting in general, right. competition shooting, and man, some of, I, I've used his dry fire books, and I still do. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't pick the books up as often as I used to, but for probably about two years, um, I did his his twelve drills that are in in his uh, uh, refinement and repetition. Uh, his book, and, and it's a great uh, resource and, and it's a log book pretty much. I mean, you can record, you know, your times as you progress and it's great to go back and, and look, especially if you stick with it for a couple of years, you go back and look at your times on these drills and see how you've progressed. And I, I think that's a big part of, you know, the competition shooting, just having uh, some sort of reference to go back and, and look back on. Um, if you don't record anything, you, you know, you might not be able to really tell, you know, yeah. what kind of progression you've been making. I can, I can see that also. Um, I got introduced to Steve Anderson. It was just one day. Cause you know, I really, I like all the traveling I do. I rather listen to podcasts than radio because oh, when yeah. you listen to radio, you listen to more commercials than songs, <laughs> you know? Yeah. So, um, I started going through the podcast and the one podcast that I was listening to, it was on its um, hiatus, you know, their little season break. So I was like, well, let me just look up something for shooting. And then a couple of the shooting podcasts that I came across, um, I felt were too corny or they wasn't talking about what interests me. And then when I listened to his instantly, I found it funny. Right. That shooting show. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, oh, man, this is the guy right here I would hang out with in high school. And we both get in trouble for cracking jokes all the time. <laughs> you know? So, Steve, um, I hope I get to meet him, man. I hope I can, I can be a part of that class. Um, yeah, yeah. He's helped me out a lot, you know, yeah. indirectly with my shooting. And um, I'd, I'd like to meet him. Yeah. So for anybody out there who's interested in um, attending that class, just go to the M-W Tactical Facebook page or go to my Instagram page. The way you can sign up for that class is on both pages. But if you go to the Facebook page, just go to the event section and then go down to details. And there's two links in the details description. Or you can just go to my Instagram page, click on the link in my bio, and it'll take you right to it. So how can um, the good people out here in Podcastville um research look you up or contact you or anything like that oh man don't tell me i lost you sorry i'm back i muted my mic i'm sorry i heard you so i've got a a facebook page for our club csra shooters Mm -hmm. um it's a private club um just request of you know to sorry it's a private page just request to, to you know, join the page and I'll, I'll be more than happy to, um, to let you in there and you can keep up with, with whatever we're doing with CSRA shooters related. I post videos on there. Um, you know, MW tactical post stuff on there. Um, any, you know, anything we're doing in, in our shooting community goes on there. Um, I keep it private so I can just kind of filter out some of the scammers and stuff that seem to show up a lot lately, but just send a request and I'll, and I'll add you in there as long as you're not a robot. <laughs> That's what it is. But I, and I've got a, a YouTube page. It's just, it's just my name, David Lyle. Um, if you search that there's this other David Lyle out there. I don't know who he is, but he's not the, not the shooter, but you'll see um, my YouTube page. I don't do a whole lot with it. I just post match videos and, and just try to do some fun stuff with it. But it's, it's more of just like a placeholder for my videos. Well, you know what I do with a lot of videos when I'm watching people shoot on YouTube, I actually mute the sound out and I just watch them shoot. And if it's something that catches my eye, I either analyze it for instructional reasons or I try to break it down to see what they're doing or how they're doing it. You know what I'm saying? Something like that. So my videos would be hard to do then because everything I I did last year was uh, just first person with the head cam. No, your videos are as soon as you blink, it's over with. Like, oh, oh well, they are kind <laughs> of short. <laughs> <laughs> but I did. I I just bought a second camera, and I'm gonna start doing some uh, third person and first person stuff for uh, 2020. Nice. So we'll see how that goes. Yeah. I played around with it a little bit at the Florida Invitational, and then 
I quickly learned recording in 1080p uses up the uh, memory card quite quickly. So yeah. I only got like two stages recorded on it. So. <laughs> That's it right there. All right. So my man, Dave, AKA the mad scientist, I want to thank you for coming on to the M-W Tactical Podcast. And um, we're most definitely going to get you back on the podcast and do another interview with you and have you back to do some more co-hosting duties. Yes, sir. I appreciate it very much. And I'm looking forward to it. No problem. Thanks again. My man, Dave Lau, a.k.a. the Mad Scientist out of Augusta, Georgia, CSRA Shooters. Look him up on Facebook. Look, look him up on YouTube. Hit him up. Tell him you heard about him on the M-W Tactical Podcast. Hey, this is Brian Conley at Hunter's HD Gold. If you've never tried Hunter's HD Gold, then I challenge you to find me at a match next year. Go to the website under scheduled events, find out where I'm going to be. Come meet me in person and demo a pair for yourself. Find out why shooters across the United States are changing the Hunter's HD Gold to get 43% more light to their eyes, better contrast, eyes that are not fatigued at the end of the day based on the, the colors that we use, and find out the real meaning of why they change so you don't have to. So check us out on our website, huntershdgold.com, and I look forward to seeing you at the range soon. The gun cleaners. Our solvent is, I think, second to none. Our lube is second to none. Their lube's heavier than water, which is just a huge thing. People don't really put a lot of thought into that, just how huge that is to have on your gun, especially if you can still carry. The gun cleaners. Oh, yeah, most definitely. You know, you're going to sweat a lot of the other lubes off. With ours, it'll stay there. The gun cleaners. And maintaining the quality of the process, the quality of the end result, is another and you guys are able to do both with the process that you have there order your supply of the lube and the solvent at www.theguncleaners.com thank you for taking the time to hang out with us on the m-w tactical podcast remember a new podcast comes out every tuesday if you cannot wait for tuesday go and listen to past episodes to catch up on what you missed Make sure you visit www.m-wtactical.com and see what all is offered on the site where you can't even purchase M-W Tactical Apparel. But please go to our Facebook and Instagram page and follow us on our journey in the sport of competition shooting and the realm of the 2A community. Until next week, keep shooting, keep practicing, and have fun.